I'm feeling good. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. How's your how, yeah? How's your day, Jesse? Did you have a good day? Uh, yeah. I I went to see Avatar, and then yeah. I was gonna get my uh, the new booster, but uh, CVS was out of it and had not told me. So I did get the flu shot. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we ran out on. Friday, and we've been trying to tell as many people as possible, but I guess we didn't get to you. Uh, And then I went to the library to get some free COVID tests because I'm traveling soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I went to the dispensary. uh, And then I ate dinner. Right. And then we came up with the plan for this podcast. Uh huh. Which is that there isn't one really. Uh, That's right. Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a (laughs) podcast about film festivals. Usually, Uh, my name is Jesse Catherine Weber, and I'm joined by Andy Grimuga, number one winging it stand, Colin Ashley. (laughs) All right, so we're going to start off with a little bit of long-delayed uh, festival news, which is that yes. we never uh, talked about the Venice Awards. And then after right, that, cause... who knows what will happen, because right. uh, we had we had some plans for this episode, and uh, they didn't happen, and so now we're hanging out. We're going to have a nice yeah. time. Right. This is um... a real peek behind the curtain of our biggest fans. We all know that you want to hang out with us. <laughs> so this is what it's like. <laughs> right. And that many of you don't do that regularly. Yeah. So in, in the future, episodes like this will be only available to coffee subscribers. But you're getting this one for free as a little this is bonus. This a teaser. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you really this like this. we're announcing that we're doing bonus episodes. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. bonus episode is once a month we don't plan anything and then just talk for 45 minutes. Uh, also, don't hold us to that. That's not a real thing. Uh, right. I am sure the episode description unless, of this episode will say some of the things that we will eventually get into, and I hope uh, you don't spoil yourself uh, too much on that. Yeah, maybe. I think I think yeah. we don't want to put the temptation there. I think... Yeah, I, think, I think the episode. episode description should include <laughs> the bare minimum so as to not spoil. Should write it. Uh, this I should write an, an old school Jesse style episode description that's just like you know, feeling fine. <laughs> there's a middle. You could include the premise of the episode in the episode description. Sure, you could include great. that we talk about the Venice Awards. We're saying Absolutely. That right up top that we're going to do that, and we're going to do it now. Absolutely. Many of us were on the ground at TIFF when these awards happened. I wasn't, uh-huh. but I didn't want yep. to record a solo episode by myself for reacting to the Venice winners, so we're talking yep. about them now. Yeah, there was talk of recording something in Toronto that also didn't happen. 
So here yeah. they are. It's hard to Andy, what want do you want to start at the top or the bottom? Uh let's start at the bottom. Great. Uh always because I mean we've talked a little bit about the golden line already, uh, on previous episodes. But we always love to talk about the Marcello Mastroianni Award for Best Young of Actor. Of course. Uh, which went, of course, to Taylor Russell from Bones and All. Uh-huh. Uh, Bones and All. Yeah, which is... The new Guadagnino. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which, uh, I feel like it, it, critics just saw it, I think, because it's playing New York. Um, mm. so, like, there's been, like, another wave of reactions in the last, uh, day or two as we record this. Sure. Um, was, that one was, I was, I guess, because it didn't do Telluride or TIFF. So I was yeah. like, "Wow, that one like people aren't talking about it." Uh, right. I mean, no one no one went to Venice this year. Or right. many years no one goes to Venice, but it felt like it, maybe it just felt more like no one went to Venice this year because there were more movies that played at Venice and then nowhere else so far. Sure. Uh, Blonde, which of course I've now seen. Uh, it's not very good. Didn't win any awards. Probably won't get a whole lot of discussion on this podcast. I don't know. Maybe one of us. Get ready for the blonde tacular. Yeah. If you make me watch blonde, I am going to be incredibly angry, I think. It'll be uh, Evan. (laughs) It'll be Andy. Uh, The guys from Birth Movies Death. Um, Who else? What else? What other sickos can we get on? the hell you're working um, in a very specific genre that i'm not confident i can contribute yeah. to <laughs> yeah uh but anyway uh taylor russell of course yeah we all... which is like yeah she's not quite mila kunis mila kunis no. winning for black swan was like crazy yeah. but it is like we all know who taylor russell That's... is she's like right. an adult yeah, uh, Mila Kunis she was... for Black Swan is so funny. That's like her comeback. Yeah. <laughs> I know we talk about we talk about it a lot, but like she had fully done like eight seasons of that '70s show right by yeah, that point. She was and, like, yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's two years after forgetting Sarah Marshall, a movie of which right. she is a romantic lead. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yes. But of course, Taylor uh, Russell. And you know, Taylor Russell. They gave it to like... June Squibb for Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> no one really knew her before that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing is like, it is. I think the way it is phrased is like, it is a, an, an award for young people. So, like, it can certainly go to, like, a teenager who is also a child actor. But, like, what? Taylor Russell, I assume, is like 25? Maybe. Yeah, Maybe probably. she's younger than that. Um, uh, we, of course, have all seen her in Waves. Uh-huh. The film Waves. In I'm which sure you watched the Lost in Space show, Andy. The lead. Uh, uh, I didn't know. I did not. Room. I didn't know she was on that. Taylor Russell is 28. Yeah. Uh, I've seen wow. Escape Room. So, she's, like, I probably mean, the I best think, part of Waves. I guess she's playing a teenager. Yeah, sure. Uh, her and Hedges, yeah, are like. Yeah, good, I mean, yeah, her stuff with Hedges is good. Uh, I mean, she's playing a teenager, I no, guess. Moving. So maybe they just didn't tell the jury. Uh, they were just like. Right. I don't Julianne know. Do you Moore think they could, like... I, you know. <laughs> I don't know. What if we do the waves tacular? 
I would sure. You would have to finish waves. Finally, I'll watch it again. I'll give it fresh eyes. Whole thing. If you yeah, turn around on waves, that's gonna be we'll like do really the wave Yeah, that's a solid option. That is on the. That's one of the cards in the deck now, listener. Uh huh. We've got Mank. We've got a movie from this year, and we've got waves. <laughs> Well, there's always... I'll try my best to get Trainward Schultz on. How about that? <laughs> what does that entail? Just like we'll just fight. We'll chat. We'll, we'll chop it up. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, what is you trying your best entail? I'll add like, on what? Twitter. I'm gonna guess. <laughs> okay, one <laughs> ad on Twitter is what it's gonna be, right? One one tweet at him. If yeah. we decide to do the waves tacular, I will also at Trainward Schultz on Twitter. Great. I was gonna do it from the podcast account. Oh sure. <laughs> well, we'll get. I, yeah. uh, I will never at Trey Edward Schultz. This is my. But you are D. I at people. But you? No, I'm saying you are T the post the R- oh. Trey Edward Schultz one. No, absolutely not. What do you mean? You gotta support the <laughs> podcast. I'm supporting it by not trying to get Trent results on this podcast. <laughs> we'd have a solid conversation. He loves he seems like a pretty nor- Yeah, he seems like a very normal guy. We get along and you fine. want him to talk to me? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you'll change his mind. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't attempt to. Um, but yeah, uh, Taylor. I mean, there's it was not- the secret card in the deck, which is there's always there's always Hanukkah. Okay, sure, yeah. That's true. I, we still, do, I mean, I as do. a group, we maybe now have the clout to pull that off. Yeah, I really want to do it one so. of these years. It's, is Hanukkah I mean, earlier or late? I would say, timing-wise, this is a good year to do it, because Hanukkah is at the end of December, so we Great. would end the year with it. That being said, it's a lot of... It's a big commitment. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a big logistical We'll pull. talk about it. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah okay uh so that's one award discussed great perfect Perfect. (laughs) the volpe cup for best actor this is a fun one uh went to colin farrell for the banshees of inishirin yeah Um, he's great yeah so incredible performance yeah, we talked you, about it. You saw a Banshees, right, Andy? I did not. know. I have not seen it yet. I'm going to have to see it when it comes out next month. Um, yeah, I think really, I like it. I think yeah, it's like a probably. really uh, incredible performance. Um, yeah. I Yeah, we, I, I was like repeating. He like says the funniest thing that I've heard this year uh, in the movie. It's so good. Yeah, he's very funny. He's very like, um, sorrowful. Like he's, uh, you feel yeah. so bad for him, mm-hmm. and then he's like vengeful. Also, he's like, mm-hmm. he's got a lot of layers. It's a very nuanced performance. Uh, Farrell's yeah. like, s- s- he's so he's so great. Probably given yeah. one of the best performances of all time, like two. If I'm thinking about it. like Miami Vice and New World. I would say are two of the best of all time for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's he's always great. I feel like he's, he's. I mean, I yeah, he's like 
the element that works for me in the Lance of most movies he's in. I think he's so good in Killing of a sure. Sacred Deer, even though I don't really like yeah, that movie. Uh, I did. And he's... What was I watching? I saw a trailer for something today. Oh. Uh, I saw the trailer for Black Adam today, and before I saw Avatar. Uh, and uh, that reminded me... Me thinking, like, that movie looks not great and but but i really think pierce brosnan is popping in that trailer uh has uh made me made me remember while i was watching it when i was convinced colin farrell was going to get a best supporting actor nomination for the first fantastic beasts movie based on the trailer where i was like Mm. he's really cooking with something in this like and then didn't use enough of him and uh replace it with johnny depp at the end um Mm -hmm. but uh but yeah uh colin farrell i haven't seen the movie yet uh i like colin farrell um i he was great in after yang this year um mm-hmm. uh, I feel like he's in crazy heart That's oh sure wild. he's in crazy heart <laughs> that's so funny what a movie you know it's always fun to look at a uh oscars of like <laughs> the mid 2000s and be like yeah none of these movies are real or especially a Golden Globes in the mid two thousands. That's where you get some yeah. real like. Who are you? Yeah. Infinitely polar bear. I mean, it really infinitely it polar got bear. You know, Scott the young Cooper. Victoria. Yeah, young Victoria. It got Scott Cooper a lot of clearly what turned out to be unearned cash because that movie is my. You know, I saw that movie and my memory isn't necessarily that it's good, but it's fine. And Fine was simply not a height he was capable of reaching again. Uh, but he's still making movies. Uh, Pale Blue Dot coming uh, end of the year. think might not be on Netflix until January. Great. Uh, one of our worst. Sure. Uh, anything else on Colin Farrell winning the Volpe Cup for Best Actor? Uh, you know, they should just give him the Oscar. Yeah, know. that'll be interesting to see how that all folds out. I think that would be fun. I think he would give a very sweet speech if yeah. he won the Oscar. Um, there's like, there's a lot of people who it's like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. There's no, in that category, I feel like there's no slam dunk. It's like, Frazier, there's like a lot working for him, but a lot working against him. And then it's like, Eh, you can see Nayu winning. You can see Farrell winning. I don't know. And, like, both of those, I think, would be just... I haven't seen living. But both of those, just in terms of the guy, are like, yeah, that's a fun guy to give an Oscar to. Yeah. Which, you know, is also the case for Farrell. Sure. Absolutely. I guess they could give it to Austin Butler. They could. That'd be wild. A post-Oscar yeah. Austin Butler career is certainly something that I would be curious about. Um, yeah, I mean, he's doing the Mike Nichols. Uh, Jeff Nichols, not Mike. Mike Nichols no longer. It would be incredible that. if Austin Butler resurrected Mike Nichols to make a new movie. Uh-huh. I certainly would I mean, maybe it. that's the post-Oscar thing. Maybe. What if every Oscar winner got to resurrect one person from the dead? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to star in uh, Mike Nichols's adaptation of, uh, what's the thing, of uh, A Bright Room Called Day. Sure. 
the Volpe Cup for Best Actress went to Kate Blanchett for Tar. Let's fucking go, baby! Another one that we're yeah. all very hyped for over here at Sicky Yeah, we're all excited for Tar. We haven't gotten to see it yet. No, none of we'll us see have it seen it. We'll see it in the next few months. Yeah. Uh, it's rolling out. Is, is that another one that's, like, coming out, starting to roll out in October? It, yes. So, yeah, so I think the the impression that I get... Uh, what I what I know October is feels that, so that full this year. Yeah, it's starting on the seventh, which I think is probably just New York and LA, and then I know there's at least one theater in DC that's getting it on the fourteenth, but the one that is cl- the the art house that's closest to me, AFI, isn't getting yeah. it till the twenty first. So there's definitely sure. like a rollout that is happening, right. you know, like very traditional way that we haven't seen a lot of post pandemic. Right. Like, yeah. even Ligorish Pizza is like, they didn't do a rollout so much no. as they... They just played uh, in two cities for yeah, a month. Yeah, they gave and it then... a little sneak peek <laughs> and then a uh, big explosion a month later. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I guess mostly the, like, worked out for them. That movie did okay, yes, right? At the box I don't office. know. Yeah. Uh, it worked out for them in some ways. I don't know if it yeah. worked out for the... Uh, life cycle of the movie as uh, an object of sure certainly uh, yes right there was a lot of uh, people being like we have talked this movie to death and I can't see it for another three weeks yeah um but yeah Tar's but coming yeah they probably successfully built hype in some ways but yeah it's Tar uh Todd Field he's quite a guy uh mm-hmm. That movie, I feel like, it's, like, too big to fail for me. There's no way I don't like that thing. <laughs> I mean, everyone, like, yeah. I, everyone likes it. Yeah. Everything Tar's I hear about it great. seems good and cool. <laughs> right. Uh, I heard it's something pulling, very it's, funny it's, about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that it's pulling a Vox Lux. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is, it, is that what people uh, are saying? Uh, well, no, well, that. no, that the, 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 the specific thing that it's a Vox Lux is that it, uh, rolls all the credits at the beginning of the movie is what I have heard. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even think about it. Tar is going to be Vox Lux too. <laughs> that's a little bit. Yeah. That's so cool of that to happen for me. Yeah. I mean, Vox Lux, but Vox Lux everyone but good. likes it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you see that as a letterbox review in a month or so, you know where it came from. <laughs> also, uh, a little like live action reporting, I posted... Uh, Venice gave June Squibb in Nebraska the Marcelo Mastriani Award question mark as a joke and people th- thought I was telling the truth <laughs> it's kind of blowing up uh, how many people <laughs> well a past guest of ours uh, replied to me and said you got a fucking problem with that and everyone is on his side even though it's not true and I kind of don't know how to uh, take this further <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Just as uh, so, if you want to see what was happening on uh, my end of things as this unfolded, you know, mm-hmm. look at the tweet, look at the post. Yeah, yep. Yeah. It's not getting deleted at this point. It's, it's already a hit. Seventeen. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do another award? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, best screenplay. I uh, went to The Banshees of Inisherin by Bart McDonough. 
Um, yeah, he's back. We love him again. He's <laughs> he's our number one guy. Uh, we love him. He's back, but also he never went away. He's always been good. Uh, yeah. All right, all right. Let's cool our cool our jets a little. Um, this does seem like the kind of thing that happens a lot. Is that he wins a screenplay award of some sort? People like his yeah, writing. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's a playwright. That's what you do. Sure. You give the playwright a screenwriting award. That's true. And I would say um, this probably looks the best of his films as well. Uh, but, you know, it's, sure. uh, it's a great screenplay. Great. And obviously, um, like, you know, Dave, uh, working with actors is also part of directing, and he does a wonderful job of that. He... Uh, right. He's brought Barry Keegan back from the, the Edge, though I would imagine he's heading right back to the Edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting that they wanted to give this one two awards, also. And, yeah, I mean, there's we'll get to it. They gave two movies two awards, and there's I bet there's right. good movies they gave no awards to. Yeah, or maybe not. I don't know. Have I? Or no, I do know. I they didn't give an award to the best movie, but. Sure. You know. Or the best um, one that I've seen. Tar could be sure. better. Yeah. Uh, there was a special jury prize awarded to No Bears, Jafar Parahi's uh, latest, which I did see at sure. TIFF. Um, I wow. think I'm the only one. Uh, maybe. Which one? Of us? Yeah. No Bears? No Bears. You didn't see No Bears, right? I did not see No Bears. Okay. Did, did Jack Amelia had a ticket, tell... but he didn't make it. Sure. sure. Did Jackson tell the story about the press screening of No Bears that he went to? The projector thing? I don't know if he did. Yeah. I've heard it elsewhere. Um, well, that... I'm just going to tell it again. It was yeah. just that the project, the, there was an issue with the DCP, and everyone in the room was like, ah, oh, what an interesting choice Jafar Panahi has made, and then they fixed it, and the movie kept going. Right. Um... Yeah, I liked it. I thought thought it was good. It's you know, it's about him directing a movie, uh, uh-huh. which I gather is uh, it was the first Jafar Panahi I've seen. I of course famously oh, okay. have seen. Yeah, that's one. that's the last several of his movies. Right. Um, I mean, he's, which, you know, he's not allowed to make movies. That's uh, the thing, right? Is it's quite challenging yeah. for him to make movies. So he has to like do it. Well, no, he. Li- I mean, yeah. This is it, this is the thing. Is he literally a part of the house arrest? Is also or was also he's back in in actual prison now. Was you right. cannot make a movie, uh, right. which is why the the first one was called "This Is Not a Film," and then right. you've just been increasingly, uh, you know, what is a movie and whatnot. Sure. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting. I certainly, I wish I, I wished I had more context for his work probably uh-huh. for this one. It's sure. a weird one to jump in on, I guess. Um, yeah, I have kind of jumped in and out on his stuff in a way yeah. that, uh, you know, I like Taxi a lot. That's a good movie. Sure. Uh, cool kind of formal conceit there. Um, also I, uh, uh, stepped out to use the restroom during the, the scene in which the title line was uttered, so I don't quite totally know what it is wow. uh about what it's what it's referring to um i came back and they were like saying it one more time and i was like oh darn i missed the scene uh <laughs> where they say the title um but yeah wow uh good for i mean also obviously like 
he is currently jailed. They made like a statement before uh-huh. the movie at, at when I saw it at TIFF. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. uh, like being like TIFF urges his release and and and, and all that. Uh-huh. Uh, I imagine th- they made some sort of a statement at Venice as well. Probably when the film screened yep. it also, I would imagine, when they gave it this award, since he couldn't be there to accept, due to the fact that he yep. is jailed. Yeah, yeah. we, of course, did not see the word ceremony. Maybe it streamed, maybe it didn't. Uh, I'm gonna... I'm gonna say now, I think that uh, Cameron Bailey and Eugene Hernandez and uh, Alberto Barbera should all go to Iran and physically break Jafar Panahi out of prison. I agree. As, like, a heist? <laughs> or, like, uh, ver- like with, if, like, cameras I don't know about a heist. Like... I think they should be open about that that's what they're doing. Sure. They should do a publicity should, stunt like... where they try to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they should be successful. Well, I don't know if that's possible, Jesse. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, it's hard for me See to what, envision you know, a world I mean, where that I don't either, but... Yeah, you can always try. Certainly, like, it would be a noble effort if they did do that and attempt to make that happen. Um, I don't think they would succeed, personally, based on what I know about uh, how jails Prison. work. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, um, it'd be tough. Yeah. You know, uh, I bet they could... How many people do you think it would require? To break Jafar Panahi out of jail? Yeah. Uh-huh. Or, like, we're not even talking about breakout. We're talking about, like, pressure the Iranian government to, like, give no, him an official release, it physically... like. No, I think they should physically <laughs> oh, enter so like the by... country of Iran and go to the jail and, and physically remove him from it. By brute force. By just sheer yes. brute force. So yeah. we're we're essentially guess, we're invading Iran. Is you're declaring war on Iran is what you're doing right now. Uh, um, I'm not declaring war on Iran. I'm subject. I'm suggesting that the film festival heads of the world and if it's from three different places. Yeah, <laughs> three <laughs> allies can't declare war. Yeah, that's just a coalition of the willing. Coalition. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they don't tell everybody. War. They just tell everyone who's anybody, and they'll keep sure. it to themselves. I feel a little weird that we're joking about this right now, because it's obviously it's an extremely serious situation. And uh, I guess is, so. I mean, uh, you yeah. are doing the sort of moral high grounding right now, but you also brought it up. <laughs> I didn't bring up they should break him out of jail. But that's a <laughs> that different thing. Jesse's suggestion. <laughs> that's not the same thing. <laughs> what? You put a name to it. Uh, listen, I'm... <laughs> Making a point of uh, what does it actually do to just say before a film festival? Sure, obviously, bad. yeah, right, sure, right. There's a, a, a bit of an empty gesture, perhaps. Yes. Uh, there. Um, do I seriously think a group of film festival programmers should uh, declare war on a country... No, probably not. I y- there could probably be more significant efforts to get him out of jail, but you know, sure. I, this isn't a geopolitics podcast. 
No, much as I, I, I we promised I, at the beginning that uh, things could, other than could film festivals were on the table. <laughs> right. That's I do not feel out of my depth of discussing this for me. Yes. Yeah. Right. My primary <laughs> opinion on uh, geopolitics is that borders are fake. Uh, a lot like money. Mm. Mm-hmm. So okay. true. Money's so fake. <laughs> Uh, the silver line. <laughs> have we? Maybe it's certainly a belief that I have. It's so great. Do you ever like <laughs> this, uh, you're like doing something? You have to like make a big purchase. Like I remember, I had to buy, um, I had to buy a desk and like a bed when I like moved to my new place, and. Um, when I bought a bed, I just like saw that chunk of money get deleted. Yeah, I was like, "This is so fake!" Like, I it's just yeah. a number in a computer. There's no tangibility yeah, to is, it. I, I mean, yeah, this is well. The why tangibility I was so you then had a bed that you didn't have before. Sure, yeah, but the I'm bed's saying, tangible, but the money's not. The money... This is why I so frequently go from having money to not having money. Is that the things that you get with money register is real, but the money doesn't register is real. So there's no point in having money when you could have things. Sure. So I'm not going to argue with this. To be clear, not an anti-materialist, Ben. I love materials, uh, but I Great. don't like money. Uh, sure. Uh-huh. Um... Or I don't dislike money. It just isn't real. There's nothing to like or dislike. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Another no, award? <laughs> Yeah, I tried to move on to this a while ago. I did. I'm gl- Open your third eye, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I'm we're just... talking about the shit I want to on this podcast. <laughs> I just want to be able to get through the day. I just want to have a quiet life. I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to question all the do... systems around I'd lo- me. I mean, would... I would love to do all of those things. I think the prominence of money... Uh is an obstacle to getting through the day. Sure. Anyway, uh, I'm very grateful for a regular paycheck. Anyway, uh, Silver Lion for Best Director. Uh, Our other double winner, uh, Bones and All, Luca Guadagnino. Luca's back, apparently. Luca's back. I mean, he was there. I I mean, he did that HBO He went to HBO. But people say that's great. You know, but no one's the that's no the people who yeah. saw it like it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sh- I'm sure this movie is not for me. Uh, who knows? Do you like Call Me it. by Your Name? Um, I saw We're it. We probably was... never talked about that movie on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, like I mean, I I, saw... I don't like, I like it very much. Maybe. Wow, I mean, my my Guadagnino arc is that I saw a bigger splash and was like, there's some good performances, but that wasn't good. And then everyone saw Call Me By Your Name at Sundance and loved it. And I was like, okay, I bet I'll like this one. And then I saw that and was like, kind of underwhelmed. was like, I don't know. Everyone loves that. Maybe it is just good. And then I saw Suspiria and was like, oh no, this guy is, uh, he has an empty head and none of his movies could possibly be good. See, my... Uh, oh, go ahead, Andy. Sure. I, my was, like, a little bit parallel, but then just the opposite, where it's, like, I did not like a bigger splash at all. Uh, mm-hmm. Call Me By Your Name, I was left cold by. 
And then mm-hmm. Suspiria was like, oh, this is by far my favorite movie he's made. Um, sure. Uh, so we yeah. diverge at the end. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think my main take on uh, Call Me By Your Name at the time, I was like, Stuhlbarg's great, Army Hammer's pretty good, could take sure. or leave Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, I'm probably on the same page with you on those yeah. things. Yeah. My arc was I also watched A Bigger Splash and thought it was good and that parts of it were great. Um, and then saw Call Me By Your Name and loved it. I've seen that movie like five times, I think. Wow! I think is incredible. I love it so much. Wow. Uh, love everyone. Yeah, I think everyone in it is very good. about it because I didn't know that. Um, it must not, was that like all that year or have you watched it since? No, I watched it like basically once a year from when it, or I saw it like twice when it came out. And then, like, once a year through 2020, I think. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, I I think Chalamet is great, usually. I, I think he's great in Dune. Mm-hmm. I think he's he great. He is great in Dune. Um, right. I mean, this was the thing. was Last year, I all of a sudden was like, oh, he's in... I mean, he's in French Dispatch, which I really like and think he's really good in. But also, he was in two movies that I thought were bad and was like, he's actually pretty good in them. So I don't know where I stand on him now. Um... And Though I this think, is not going to be the thing that cements yeah. me liking him. Um, I think... Uh, and then I saw Suspiria late. I saw it, like, in mid-2019. And uh, liked it a lot at the time. Uh, I'm very curious to rewatch it uh, now. Yeah. Um, right. But I, I mean, also like... The other thing is that I was, like... Uh, this is gonna be. The, I was like really excited for Suspiria. Right? Like, yeah. We told the, the. You should tell the saga of you attempting to see Suspiria, Jesse. It's. <laughs> I feel like it's underwhelming, but I'll give it a shot. Sure. Which is that I believe what happened is so. Yeah, I was like, this is gonna be the one where I like get all in on Guadagnino, and then I'll go back and I'll like the other movies too, uh, and so I believe. That year, I was like, okay, it's coming out on Halloween. Right. Uh, I. Right. Amazon I was, like, getting hand- funny with it. Like, right. they were doing, like, a special. Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, but I believe I was going to be the only person home in the evening. So I had to hand out candy to trick-or-treaters. So I was <laughs> right. like, I can't go till later. And the only screening of Suspiria was at 7. And I tried right. so, I, like, emailed the theater, I was like, come on, it's Halloween, Suspiria's the big, it's your horror movie you've got out, and you're not doing a late night screening, what is this? Uh, Didn't you, like, call then, them, too? Like, you, like, I, visit... <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I feel I like you called the box office I of think the I made How does conversation like of, that go for you? <laughs> I believe, well, this is the thing, is I think I made a phone call, but I don't think I talked to a person oh sure you like because i feel like if i had talked to a person i would remember how that phone call went sure and i don't i mean maybe it was just so maybe i was just so annoying that i blocked how that phone call went out of my mind but anyway what ended up happening was that the other people in my house's engagement got canceled and then they added the 10 p.m. screening of Suspiria. But then I was like, actually, timing-wise, I think the way this works best is that I'll go see better, Suspiria yeah. at 7, and then I'll go see Bad Times at the El Royale at 10. Well, uh, sure. And you saw both that And night? I think I... Yep, I saw them back-to-back, and I bet that I like 
Bad Times at the El Royale yeah, I like more than I otherwise would have because of how much I dislike Suspiria. Sure. You Was doing, it... like, a, an opening weekend Suspiria Bad Times at the El Royale double feature is so, like, <laughs> antithetical to who I think of you as now. I mean, I think Bad Times at the El Royale had been out for, like, a week sure, at sure. this point. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. And was it also wasn't it also like your superior screening? Like you were the only one there? Maybe like there were like I think so. I think there <laughs> yeah, was funny. there was I think one other couple at the um at the bad times at the Oil Royale screening oh, because sure. if there hadn't been, they may have just not shown it because I did not buy it. Yeah, I did buy a ticket right. for it, but the the ticket didn't register in the theater system, so they might not have played it if I had been the only person there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway but yeah i like watched it on an ipad mini uh on a flight to germany like uh <laughs> whatever <laughs> mid 2019 uh uh-huh. yeah that's how I, wow. I watched it like on an ipad mini uh um, that's crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i need i need to see yeah. it again <laughs> uh, I, miss I, that I had forgotten until this moment about the bit that i did and tweeted about and no one really noticed where on the plane to toronto i watched like 45 minutes of citizen kane on my phone because it was part of the in-flight entertainment uh that's a good movie yeah um, i agree citizen kane is good and then uh, uh whenever um how do you live what's it called the new Miyazaki movie? No, the show. Uh, the um, the it's called, two with John like, Wilson. Where do how we, we live are, now? It's like how we are now. Oh, we are who we are, or something like that. It's we like, are who yes. we are. Um, is that not it? Let's find it out. Maybe I'm looking it up. Okay, okay. It is um, called. I think Andy's the closest, but I feel like he's not. Oh it's no, maybe like, Andy is right. Andy let's got go. it. Called we are who <laughs> we are. Hold who we on, are. hold on. I'm gonna yeah. read out uh, the episode the, titles. I know. I yeah, know the this. episode titles. <laughs> uh, is there a uh, funny convention with them? <laughs> well, hold not on. really. <laughs> uh, the episodes are called. Uh, right here, right now, Roman numeral one. Right here, right now, Roman numeral two. Stop me when you get the pattern. Right here, right now, Roman numeral three. Is that all of it? <laughs> yeah. Until the end. Every episode the has the same right episode here, title. Right here, right now, Roman numeral eight and last. Interest. What a guy. It's a, a uh, weird, weird, like weird thing. I feel like I won't see thing. this movie. Did you watch it, Andy? But, but, no, 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 no. Uh, I wonder if that's, like, a thing, like, do they actually do that in the show? Like, they call the episode title, like... I mean, I don't know if... I don't know if it... I don't know if it displays, but, like, when you're in, like, the HBO interface, like, the show is called We Are Who We Are, Mm -hmm. and then every episode is called Right Here, Right Now. Okay, yeah, so I think the Roman numerals are an IMDb thing, where it's... Maybe. Because they're all the same name. It might be. Um, or or it might be like an HBO back end thing where they like sure, can't I, like... something like that. I'd be curious <laughs> yeah. if that's how it's stylized in the show. Um sure. which I bet is good. I bet I would like it if I watched it. And I'm very I don't really Is know it on the list? It's on the list. Um right. it's on the I bet it's good list. Um bitly uh, bit.ly slash uh, 
IBIG if you want to look at that list. Did you really make a bitly <laughs> no, for your own bed? It's good though. <laughs> uh, that'd be good though. Maybe I should try that. Um, yeah, I mean, you probably can't get that easy good of a bitly, but like, I don't know, give it a shot again. <laughs> Not that good of a bitly. <laughs> and he's like, I have Come a bitly. You can't get IB. <laughs> um, yeah, what about somebody who wanted. <laughs> um, we, um,. But yes, I, I think that is probably good, and I'm, I'm very uh, curious to see what Bones and All is. I don't really have a clue of what it will be like. Right, I think um, Guadagnino is like a very lush filmmaker. I think Call Me By Your Name is like a gorgeous environmental mm-hmm. movie, and same with Bigger Splash. And this one, it being sort of like a road trippy thing, yeah. I wonder if that aesthetic will shine through. Probably. It's like Great Plainsy, I think, is the setting. Or, you know, Middle America, flyover states. Um, yeah. Congrats to Luca Guadagnino on his Silver Lion for Best Director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, the Grand Jury Prize, a.k.a. the second place, went to St. Omer. And is it is it Alice or is it Alice? Like, the... It's Alice, because she is yeah. not Italian. She okay, is French. I wasn't sure. Uh, I did Alice, have to think yeah. about it for a second, and then I was like, no, I... Because I, I, I was saying Alice at one point, and then realized she was sure. Italian, and I, I did see her introduce this movie, and then I would have noticed if they'd said Alice. Right. It's definitely Alice. I don't think yes. Alice makes sense in French. Uh, no. Uh, you saw this film, but, yeah, Tiff, right? yeah, it's what, you, it's really good. It's yeah. like uh, it what it was submitted by uh, France as their Oscar submission. Right, it kind of surprised me, just because it it is like a, maybe I talked about it a little bit because I remember saying that like it is the type of movie that like it makes sense that it starts with the main character uh, lecturing a group of students on Marguerite Duras. Uh, yeah. it, it, you know, it's like, you know, has things in common with Dara and with Straubouillet and also like Godard, who she dedicated the screening to because he had passed away, uh, somewhat recently. We haven't ever really talked about Godard on this podcast. Maybe we do that at some point. Sure. What if we, we did have that we Godard mentioned that he died? <laughs> sure. I don't think I mean, so. Never, never seen R. a film R. of his. That's insane. Yeah. There's gotta be one in there you'd like somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really, really good. Uh, It's, uh, it's kind of a, it's about this, it's about this teacher and writer who goes to this trial that is based on a real trial that Alice Diop went to. Uh, that was a Ooh. mother who was Staircase on vibes. trial. Hmm? Staircase vibes. A little bit. I mean, yeah. I'm mean, yeah, because like she is a documentarian. Uh, previous has only worked sure. in documentary until this film, and right. it sounded like just kind of as she was working on it, it was like no, there has to be kind of a layer of fiction. Sure. Uh, uh, but anyway, it is based on, uh, mu- and much of the trial scenes are based on transcript. Sure. Uh, and it is about, it is the trial of this woman who 
is, I believe, a Senegalese immigrant to France uh, who drowned her daughter and has this very complex uh, defense that is being put forward. Uh, And yeah, it's just, it's great. Apparently the trial was like, you know, big deal news in France. I'd never heard of it. So so French people kind of... Yeah, I think that's maybe why it uh, why it was able why it was chosen as that submission is they just have a lot more sure. context for it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it just like is really uh, fast. It, it it it's covering a lot of ground of like race relations in France and lines between fact and fiction and mother-daughter relationships and author authorship it's it's great i'd love to see it again uh yeah because i did the i've talked about it because i did the bit about how i saw todd hitchcock there and so he's probably gonna put it at the fieu showcase hopefully i'll see it again great movie Uh, yeah is there u.s distribution yeah, it was picked up by... Uh, oh, this is some more news that I guess I forgot to put in the document. It was picked up by the resurgent boutique wing of Neon called Super. And I think they their other releases before this had been, like, documentaries. Like, I think they... Super was the the label behind um, Honeyland and maybe one of the other documentaries. So I was like, okay, I guess they're bringing it back and it's just like they're like slightly artier, probably won't get a wide release. And then Super also acquired Sanctuary and I was like, that's just a regular neon movie. What's going on? And now I'm worried that Acquired by Super is code for Acquired by Neon to go straight to Hulu. Sure, yeah. Uh, So, we'll see. Yeah. Are there rules for... Does the... Are are movies that are submitted for... uh, Os- for the international, international film feature, Oscar, yeah. do they have to play in theaters at some point or no? Not really. Like they often right, will they, get like a proper theatrical release the after year. they are nominated. Right. It often or... happens the next year. And yeah. So yeah, I guess you could just. So there's no enforcement it. mechanism. Yeah, for that. Right. I think. Yeah, they can't take away the nomination because you never went to a theater. Yeah. Uh. You know, that would be funny if they could and Neon kept being like, we'll get to it. We're going to put it in theaters eventually. We're just waiting for the right time. Don't take away our Oscar. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Oscar winners, the Golden Lion for best film went to Laura Poitras, Oscar winner. Uh, uh-huh. She won the Oscar for Citizen Four. Of course, the film at the festival was All the Beauty and Bloodshed, mm-hmm. uh, which we've discussed a couple of times, I feel like. Um, yeah, I've been told we discussed it. I don't remember what I said, so I'll just say yeah. I think it's pretty good. Yes, I did not see it. Uh, I famously swapped mm-hmm. out um, uh, The Lost King. 
uh, for that slot where I would have seen it. Sure. Uh, which I it was like my last movie of the festival on uh, Friday night or whatever, so I would not have been in the right headspace for it. I think uh, uh, immediately um, after seeing the Fablemans and having it be my fifth movie yeah. of the day, fourth or fifth movie of the day. Sure, um, it's not a demanding movie, especially sure. I don't think. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I talk, I, I, I talked to Amelia some about it, and my impression is that he basically had the same reaction as me, which is, it's pretty good. Uh, right. Um, it's worth yeah. seeing. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, there are people who, yeah, obviously it won the Golden Lion, but there are, we have also talked to people who are much more excited about it than I yeah. am. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I totally, I, I guess I understand where that excitement comes from. Uh, sure. And I don't begrudge it. Right. Uh, but I don't share it either. Sure. Um, Yeah. But uh, like yeah, it's it's very cool to see a documentary win the Golden Lion. Um, I think mm-hmm. uh, it is uh, yeah, and like I don't know, it is putting like a weird amount of expectations on this movie. Um, yes, that like had already been building with like it being right. uh, a NIF showcase and uh uh-huh. uh and yeah, because the last also, like yeah, the last I think the last two documentaries to win one of those big three awards where the two John Frank... We, we talked about this, maybe. The two John Franco Rossi movies that uh, won uh, Berlin and Venice. And those were, like, very explicitly, like, about this, uh, about the migration crisis in Europe. But I think both of them, definitely the second one, and also, like, not in English, so weren't gonna necessarily have as wide uh uh fire at sea might have gotten an oscar nomination but it didn't win i did uh, see it, it so was that never leads me to believe be... it did get an oscar nomination yeah but it, but they were never the the ceiling was never as high for just the type of profile that they were going to have even with those awards as this is you know, this is basically being geared up to be like, this is the documentary event of the year. If you see a documentary, you see this, it'll win the Oscar. And so we'll see if it follows through on that. Free Solo type uh, beat. It could. I guess so. I didn't see Free Solo. Uh, uh, I feel like, was it Three Identical Strangers had that sort of reputation? <laughs> Maybe. That was a neon thing as well, I think. It was definitely, like... that. I mean, that was, I think, more of a, like, you gotta see this documentary! It's crazy! Right, that story's so crazy, yeah. Also, I think that was the summer of MoviePass. So that was a big part of that. Um, Was that 2018? Something like that. Yeah. What year did uh, Mission Impossible come out? 18. Yeah, so that that, that was that year. Fallout? Um... Yeah, although Fallout yeah, was the end of it, so it was the year, but it was maybe 2017, I think, because it was the year, that was, like, I never had movie pass. Right. Well, famously, yeah, Mission Impossible Fallout was, like, a huge one where it stopped working. Um, right. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah, that was, like, the beginning of the end. And then, um, I feel like, was it maybe... Is there, maybe... like, an oral history of movie pass written? I think there is Maybe. One, sure. I mean, yeah. they're back, and better than right. ever. Mm-hmm. Uh... 
Yeah, uh, that was was American Animals like also in 2018, and was that like the very tail end of it where they were like, "We're participating in the release of this movie, so you'll definitely be able to see this one, even if none of the other movies are working in the app." Is my memory of that? That movie is so bad. Speaking of sure. blending the lines between uh, documentary and fiction. Right. Uh, more like uh, coloring out of the lines. Which one? But in the bad way. Those uh, are the Venice Awards. <laughs> yeah. I, I. Yeah, there wasn't anything in like Horizons that you wanted to shout out. Was there, Jesse? I saw or... a movie in Horizons. It's one of the okay. two best movies I've seen this year. Trenke Laukin right. did not win any awards. I sure. mentioned it when it got announced because I was like, holy shit, I haven't heard about this. It's from the El Pampero Cine, uh, co-founded by uh, Mario Yanoyinis of La Flor, as well as Laura Citerea, who directed this film, uh, and then also Agustin Mendila Arzu and Alejo Mojikiansky, uh, cinematographer and editor who worked on this film, but have also both directed their own films. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so good. It's, it was announced as being two, two hour parts adding up to four hours. And then, uh, somewhere along the lines, it turned into a two hour and 10 minute part and a two hour and 15 minute part or something like that. Uh, but it's just, it's so good. The first half is like following these two men, uh, who are looking for this woman who has gone missing, uh, who is played by Laura Paredes, who is one of the stars of the floor. Uh, also Mariani Enos's partner. So it's very much just like a, a sort of company of people who work together, even the people who aren't explicitly involved in the production company. Uh, but yeah, so it's following these two men, one of whom is her boyfriend, and one of whom eventually you realize uh, was her lover. Uh, and then the second half more follows her uh, and goes off in a completely different direction from the first half. Like, the the first half kind of, like, goes off on this tangent where you're like, is this the thing? And then it kind of, that, that tangent doesn't really have an ending. So when you get to the second part and you're like, oh, it's going to follow her. Is she going to keep following this tangent? Uh, and no, completely different thing. It's just, it's so good. Uh, her previous film, or not her previous film, her first film, Ostende, also starred... Laura Paredes, uh, and, and this is somewhat a follow-up to that, uh, I, I, she's, in both movies, she's, like, playing a character named Laura, uh, and I, there's, like, uh, I think she has the same ringtone in both of the movies, uh, and there's, like, thematically also this sort of element of her just, like, solving this weird mystery that maybe isn't actually anything, uh, uh, but then the, th this one does take on more of the scope of Mariana Yunus's film. Ostende was very, very short. It's like an hour ten. Uh, and so this one is just like, it goes off in so many directions. They're all interesting directions. There's stuff about plants and there's stuff about uh, libraries and 
It's so good. Uh, it's playing at New York Film Festival. I think maybe one of the screenings is still on sale. So if you're in New York, go see it. If you're not in New York, hopefully it comes out eventually. Yeah. Did not win any awards. Sure. In the Horizons section. Right. Let's um, run through them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we would not have much to say about any of these, I don't think. Um, uh, I do want... Uh, St. Omer, I guess, also won a second award, the Lion of the Future. Yeah. The Luigi De Laurentiis Award for Best Debut Feature. Um, Which is... Uh, maybe this is more the case in Europe that feature specifically means fiction, and I, I sure. guess I've never been aware of that definition. I think of feature just as meaning distinct from right. a short. Because uh, right. she has, I think she, I think we, which won the Encounters Prize in 2020, was her first feature length film, which was a documentary. She maybe admit she she made a few like mid length films before that i think so i was uh when she won that award i was like what and then someone tried to explain it to me and i was like if you say so sure i mean you know not a bad thing to give it an award though of course it then won another award right i Uh, do like that it's called the lion of the future i think that's fun sure i mean we talked about the maiden uh a little bit which is uh, also that that is a debut feature, as in he had uh, Gramfoy had not directed any feature any, any films longer than forty minutes or whatever you want to say, uh, and that is the best uh, feature debut I have seen in quite a while. So I would also have been happy to have seen that one. Sure. But Sainomer also a great winner. Yeah, an embarrassment of riches to choose from this year. Sure. And In the Maiden the did win the, the Cinema Award. of the Future Award from Venice Days. That's great. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that was Venice. I think that's it for the episode. Um, um, do we want to talk about snubs? Snubs? Or snobs. We all love the Eternal Daughter, and that didn't win anything. Do we want to sure. save that yeah, for sure. another time? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. I guess yeah. I don't have a good I mean, sense of great. what didn't win things at Venice because I don't have the list. The things of we didn't talk about. Venice. Yeah, right. There's every right. movie in the Venice competition that you didn't mention this hour. Well, yeah. yeah. I, the, the, my point is, I don't know what movies played at Venice competition. I'm okay. I'm a bad sure. podcast host. Right. I'm dumb. We played a game about it, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> what okay. an informative game that was. Yeah, you didn't learn anything. <laughs> This is the meant game. to be a teaching exercise. <laughs> well, you get an F in teaching me, Andy. Uh, did we talk about... I, we did, we did. Um, I was going to talk about the John Mendes Changemaker Award. Um, <laughs> sure. We did, we did mention that, I believe. We did. Um, we did, of course. We're never not going to mention Does anyone it. have a special presentation? I can talk uh, briefly, uh, yeah. which is just... Uh, this is perhaps an obvious one, and I maybe have... Well, no, probably not, because I think the... It predates us starting the podcast, maybe. Los Spookies is back, and I love it so much. It makes me really laugh. It's so, like, silly and ridiculous and, like, bizarre and beautiful. Uh, um, 
uh, Yelita Aparicio from Roma plays the moon, uh, who, uh, gives Julio Torres, like, like, he has, like, a special meeting with her, uh, she's literally the moon, uh, yeah, there's, like, all that sort of stuff, um, I think it's really great and really funny, it's back, it's airing, it's airing in the, uh, the, the rehearsal slot, the Fridays at 11pm on HBO, where they air their, their, their off the beaten path, a little, like, stranger stuff. Is that Uh, so hour long? No, it's half hour comedy, uh, uh, mm-hmm. The first season, six episodes, well worth catching up on. And the first season, or the second season, two episodes have aired so far. Uh, so, Los Spookies. Yeah, I I don't know about it. I, 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 I like Julio Torres. I love Anna Fabriga. Yeah. And watched, like, two or three episodes and was just like, this is all right. And part of it is maybe that as much as I like those people, I dislike Fred Armisen. And there's not... A ton of Fred Armisen, but there's maybe still too much no. Fred Armisen. There is a consistent Fred Armisen presence, certainly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I mean, I guess his corner of the show is the most grounded, uh, uh, in like reality. But like yeah. all the other stuff is like it's really there's like you know, uh, Julio Torres's character has a water demon who's like it, it lives in his soul or whatever. And then in this most recent episode, she was like, I want to leave and pursue other things. So she, like, is, like, applying to a job for a, uh, I think she's a politician. It's been so long since the first season aired, I don't remember who some of these side characters are uh, exactly. But she's, like, a politician who, last season, she got sucked into a mirror, and then her reflection escaped. And so she had to kill her reflection in the second episode, which I think was, was, was fun. Um, I didn't make it to any of this stuff. This sounds no, yeah. Much. There's a lot of yeah. It's uh, yeah. It there's gets... a lot of weird stuff that goes on. Sure. All right. Um, yeah. We'll see. Uh, Jesse, do you have a special presentation? Sure. I'll just do the Avatar corner, uh, sure. which is just to say that I saw it again today, and uh, I would say previous today didn't really think anything about it and now just feel very ambivalent about it uh there's stuff that works uh, a lot of stuff that i feel like maybe doesn't but yeah and there is also a lot of just like there's not a whole lot that excites me in it but i don't know i kind of don't think the new ones are gonna work is my prediction I think they'll work less than the first one did anyway. Yeah. But I, mean, I would yeah. be perfectly happy to be proven wrong. Sh- sure, yes. I, I, yeah, I I also saw it today. Uh, uh, I would pre- describe, my, describe my previous reaction relationship to Avatar as mixed positive, and it kind of did diminish for me on this viewing. I just sort of was mm-hmm. like, oh, there's a lot of here that I am not super comfortable with. And then, yeah, there was the clip for the new one at the like after the credits or whatever. Sure, I'm not necessarily um, basing much based on sure. that. Uh, which I thought was very boring, but um, uh, I mean, obviously, like looked very cool, but uh, yeah. Um, but but yeah, I mean, yeah, I had a I had an okay time with it, but like, yeah, it was there was a lot of you know, I think like the action and stuff in the third act, like I did not remember the third act, like at all having seen it maybe twice previously, I think once in the theater and once at home. 
Um, and, uh, like, I... The action and stuff, I think, is, like, good and well done there. But, like, a lot of the stuff getting there and, like, all the stuff with him becoming the Taruk and stuff, like, really didn't sit well with me. Anyway, uh, Colin, do you yeah, want to say anything about... Yeah, there's just, about... like, a lot of stuff that, like, culturally, I'm, like... Right. This is walking a very fine line that doesn't... Uh, where I'm just, like, I can't tell if this is an issue or not but it's hard for me to see him keep doing it and it not become sure. an issue yeah, uh, yeah so i i don't know uh i don't know i i wrote a lot about it on letterboxd and then also late after that had the thought of like i it, it is not a position i can defend but one that i loosely hold that any great film made within the american studio system certainly this century if not longer than that is the result of some sort of mistake uh and james cameron doesn't allow for mistakes so i don't know i do uh, but i do i there's also i don't know um i also saw did we all uh, see imax 3d I didn't do IMAX, because the last time I saw a movie on the closest IMAX screen to me, there were a bunch of blue pixels, which I guess might not have been as much of an issue for Avatar, because there's a lot of blue in that movie. (laughs) That is true. Um, It's like the craziest looking movie I've ever seen. I feel like it almost doesn't look like a movie, uh, especially the 3D IMAX, like living in it, being in it is so immersive in a way that I uh, can't really like quantify as a look in a way it's that's that's interesting because I had that I mean I saw it in 3D at the time and I had that reaction still for like 15 minutes and then after 15 minutes I was like oh no this just looks normal now there's I very quickly there's there's brief parts where I'm like this looks like crazy and digital uh, but, like, I would say, like, 80 to 90% of it after the first 15 minutes, I was just like, this looks very normal. Yeah. And there's um, things where I'm like, the 3D's working well, but nothing surprised me really after that. It, um, it's, like, shocking to me how good it looks still. Like, if that came out today and looked like that, I would, like, not have any question that it was coming out today. Like... So, and then, so I'm thinking this the whole time, and I know that there's going to be way of water footage in the credits, and I'm like, this is going to look too crazy. I don't know if I'll be ready to see, like, what he has been able to do with 10 plus years of working on this thing and, like, letting technology, like, uh, adapting to the new technology as it's, like, being produced. Uh, And it looks so crazy. I the the high frame rate thing that he's doing with that one is going to be so interesting. I didn't notice to any see. high frame rate stuff in that. I don't think. think I don't think they did it in the clip. I mean, this is uh, what he's been saying is that like he's found a way to like make it a little more accessible. Like that he's varying the frame rate. That not every scene's going to be in high frame rate. Apparently, he said something about like there will be shots where some of it is high frame rate and some of it isn't, which sounds. Yes crazy but my assumption there is just that i will have the same reaction where like within 15 minutes it'll be like oh yep he made high frame rate look normal 
But yeah, I think um, uh, I just think it's great. Like I, I remembered liking it at the time and having a similar feeling of like immersion. And as like uh, I was talking about it with friends later on, like the day that I saw it, I was just like, I should just go see this again. I want to <laughs> keep looking at this because I'm trying to uh, like figure out what it is still. Um, I think it's just incredibly. Uh-huh compelling like yeah uh uh like very easy like popcorn entertainment that happens to mm-hmm. look like the craziest thing i've ever seen see yeah. and i just i mean this yeah. is the, I, I sure i mean the other thing is just like that i guess i did get to, to in my review is just like the fact that uh, I, I, at the time, it was like James Cameron has charted a new way forward for 3D, for digital filmmaking, for action, for whatever. And it's just like, no, he didn't. No one's doing that. Uh, and I, and I think the fact that at the very least, the first 15 minutes did still look crazy to me. I think just confirms that of like no one has done this. Uh, in a long time, if not at all since. Yeah. I mean, I guess the last 3D movie I saw was Gemini Man, which is its own thing. Yeah. Sure. I think that I is mean, a... yeah. Go ahead. I will go, like, see a post-converted 3D movie, like, fairly regularly, and, like... Wow. I think they look pretty good now, like, Frank, like, I think... That, Maybe. Like, they don't look that far off from, from how this... Like, I mean, it, this, like, this is clearly better because it was shot that way, but, like... I don't think like uh-huh. it's like a huge yeah. gap. I yeah. I truly didn't know that they were still post converting three D movies. I, I like didn't yeah. think that any were coming out anymore. Most like, like animated movies get one and like a lot of the like sure temple comic book movies do. Yeah. And usually there's like one screening a day, uh, that is in three D. Uh-huh. Or like there's one screen that's showing three D and like It'll like people will be like, well, that was the most convenient time for me to see it, so I guess I'll just suck right. it up and pay the three D surcharge or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do think I uh, agree, Jesse, that it is like I was having the thought where I was like, obviously the sort of um, technological advancement of like the equipment and the process has been like, uh, you know. Uh, used in other projects since, and it is like sure. uh, changed in that I way. Guess but the, it, it still does the feel so singular. Is maybe like, the thing where he's had like right. the most uh, effect on the film industry. Well, sure, that yeah. it is like he figured that out, and people are doing that all the time now. But still, also just that. Even that. That being said, it still does feel so singular. Um, uh huh. And. Um, yeah, I, that's and I like also sort of thinking of like the novelty of it as I was watching was very trippy to me. Where it's like this is like it made like eight billion dollars, you know, hyperbole mm-hmm. obviously, but like it made so much money. It almost won Best Picture, but also mm-hmm. like the highest really? billed person is almost Joel David Moore. It's like so crazy. <laughs> that movie is so it's so There's crazy. A lot it's of, like, yeah, there are a lot of people in this movie who I was like. I don't know who that is. It's your most famous person, I think, is Sigourney, and then it yeah. is right. Yeah. I mean, Saldana. Saldana's, yeah, she's now. I guess she had more. just been in Avatar, uh, in Star Trek. Avatar. Star Trek, yeah. yeah. And then she was in like The Losers around the same time, 2010, I think. So she's like, sure. you could argue Saldana and Sigourney, like, yeah, it's them neck and neck. And then the next person is like Rabisi. 
And then Sam yeah. Worthington, who's our lead. I mean, Michelle Rodriguez has been on She's in the Fast and Furious, yeah. So arguably and her even above right. BC and above Worthington. Yeah. And Worthington, it's like yeah. so crazy to me that this movie with like... Yeah. Uh, this massive... It is funny, yeah, because, like, Giovanni Ribisi's, like, third build, because Sigourney gets the mm-hmm. end, so it's yeah. like, oh, we're already at uh-huh. we're already at Ribisi by third building? Like, and it's just right. like, yeah. How much Joel money David does Moore Joel David Moore have just I'm from like, Avatar? <laughs> like, he's the guy who I'm like, I don't know who this is. I'm, he's just I'm like looking a guy it up who is now. Influence. I'm like, who is this he's guy? Like this, he's like the like, scientist guy, right? Like, he's like yeah. the other yeah. guy who comes... Right, yeah. Also... You must hate the guns at the end, Andy. There's too many guns, yeah. It's crazy. It is a James Cameron movie, after all. Right. Where they, I mean, yeah, they, I, they fix it all I with struggled guns, with the like, guns in the way of, like, it, it did feel like a weird, like, muting of the violence to have all those guns and then have it be the sort of PG-13 action movie it did. Oh, I think that, it's that very did. brutal. I, there's just, there's... There's, like, people getting thrown all over the place, but there's, like, almost never any blood, or... It just... It feels... The violence feels very muted to me. N- sure. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, my... Yeah. And then I was... My thing about, the, like, the visuals is, like, I don't like the designs very... Like, I don't like the way the avatars really look. I don't like the like way the, the like, oh, animals I, look. The, like, the birds. No, they look I so like cool. that stuff. Yeah, it's weird, like, like night dogs. He so made everything looking. just like longer. Like is like feels like what the main idea was. Like he's like, let's just like, take an animal that we know and we'll make it a little longer, and like no, paint it a bright uh, color. Uh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking. You've lost me. The yeah. the shot where he is like popping all those flowers that like suck in and it's like yeah, rotating cool. around him and you see the crazy like rhino thing and it punches in yeah. on it is so cool. The rhino is great. The weird, like, panther thing also. Uh, mm. I love the guys that uh, are just, like, lizards. And then if you tap them, they spin. And they have the light thing that spins. And uh, what is really funny is, like, as they're spinning, you can just sort of see, like, a, a limp lizard body hanging from the bottom of it. <laughs> it was really making me I laugh. like I theater. missed that. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Only Tikai May, obviously. I see you. I see you. <laughs> I'll intro the episode with a little bit of Navi every week. Great. My turn? Uh-huh. Go for it. <laughs> Folks, uh, I got a fidget cube. <laughs> it is a Good game night, everybody. Bye. <laughs> that I, I could not have ever anticipated. I'm standing in the line at Barnes & Noble, and the line's long, so your eyes start to wander. They call it the impulse aisle. There's little knickknacks all over the place, bookmarks, little Leuchtturm notebooks, moleskins even. And then I see the fidget cube, and I'm like, maybe I get a fidget cube. It's $6. I've never been in a place where they just have them. It's always been a thing that I've like heard of. I'm like, I can't order a fidget cube off the internet. That's like an L. But then I saw it online, and I was like, yeah, I'll drop $5 on this thing. And it is just great. I'm always fidgeting with it. It's got uh, little buttons that you can press. It's got a little rotating wheel that has a satisfying gear motion. There's a little light switch. There's a combination lock and like a rollerball. It's got all you can want. There's one side that is just a divot, and I don't really know what it's for. Um, <laughs> but it's got a rest on, it's got a rest on like one side, right? Year. Like yeah. Uh, there, I'll show it off a little bit to the camera. Yeah, this is great for our listeners. 
Yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. um, it's a nice cube, and I love it. So, if you, and I feel like it is helpful in reducing like stress, and like also helpful. And if I'm watching a movie and I'm playing with my fidget cube, I'm not looking at my phone. That's and, true. Uh, I think it's good for that. So, sure. Uh, um, yeah. So I guess the moral of the story is it's not an L to order it off the internet. Colin gives you permission no, to... that's not what I'm saying. Just find one in line. They're all over the place. <laughs> okay, so a, a non-internet purchase fidget cube is Colin... Get one off the internet. You just fidget. have to live with yourself afterwards. <laughs> Put it next to your Funko Pops, I'm assuming. <laughs> um, all right. But <laughs> let's move on to plugs. If you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, you can do so at Can I Kick It. If you want to follow it on Letterboxd or Instagram, at CIKIPod. If you want to send us any emails, you can do it at Can I Kick It Pod at gmail.com. If you want to send us any money, uh, if you like what we're doing and you want to support us financially, right. you can do so at coffee.com slash can I, K O dash F I dot com slash c-a-n-n-e-s-i and then our theme song is by tree related who's on soundcloud and spotify at tree related i'm on twitter at clatchley c-l-a-t-c-h-l-e-y andy is on twitter at a-n-d-y-t-g-e-r-m andy t-term and jesse is on twitter at j-c-p glick G-L-I-C-K, Weber with two Bs. Aren't you glad to have live plugs back, everyone? Yeah. Yes. Let me release our audience. Bye. Bye. Bye.